Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and or girls. This is Greg Romero Wilson with his final uh, broadcast of 2018. Um, of fantasy football harsh reality. I uh, let me try that again. Fantasy football harsh reality. Uh, what a season, guys! I mean, it always like Christmas. Uh, it ends around Christmas, but it comes and it comes. It takes so long to come. It comes too late and and goes too soon. Uh, it, it takes forever uh, to, for it to actually get going. And then when it comes, it's like so exciting, and then it comes. I mean, you believe already? Sixteen weeks of football gone already. I remember when we started the podcast, and I'd like to. I'd like to talk a little bit about the way this season went because it ended on the most interesting note if you go back if you go to the youtube channel or if you go to the soundcloud the audio podcast which by the way i was able to facebook live my pre-finals uh championship uh edition of the show here on on facebook live but the recording if you listen to the audio podcast uh it didn't record I screwed up, and then I never had a chance to do another episode, so I talked all about what was going on. Uh, hey, Mike Ball, that's right. Go Cowboys! We got it done, man, the Cowboys. And listen, I, 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 boy, I'm rooting for those Vikings because I don't want those stinking Eagles. They're doing it again. They're getting hot at the right time. You know, even though the Cowboys are playing very good ball, this is the, the hotness that we saw last year with these fucking Eagles, and, and I don't like it. And I, don't, I, I just want them to get eliminated altogether. You know, I mean, we saw in fantasy football in my comedy league the guy who'd had all the sweet waiver wire pickups uh he had philip Lindsay. he had uh uh who else did he grab he uh connor maybe he had all these great um uh, waiver wire pickups and i was so afraid that he was going to make the playoffs because he was going to be nearly unbeatable in the playoffs he had uh, mahomes he had drafted mahomes mahomes worked out for him and uh i <laughs> they're, they're like hansel mike ball they're like hansel they're so hot right now those eagles they're so hot right now um but yeah so uh but he didn't make the playoffs because of all the losses he took during those weeks when he was accumulating those waiver wire picks. Now, let's talk. So now, and so I'm hoping the same thing happens to the Eagles in real football. I'm hoping that they run into a, uh, they just get eliminated by default. Either they lose, which I don't think is going to happen, but I'm hoping that the Vikings win and uh, uh, whoever the other team is that's supposed to win. Um, I think it's like Chargers are still waiting to figure. So really, it's about the Vikings. It's about the Vikings, because uh, if they lose, then then um, then they're in. Then the Eagles are in. So uh, I'm hoping either the Eagles lose, which I don't think is going to happen because they're in that magic wave. But I'm just hoping just that, that the Vikings get it done, and they need to get it done in order to get. And they're playing the the Bears, but word on the street, word on the street, Matt Newcomb, what's going on, buddy? Um, Word on the street is that the Bears are going to be resting a lot of their top defensive players uh, and top offensive players because of the fact that their position is basically set. And so they, they've clinched their division title, and I don't think they can move up, So and they can't really move down. So I think the, the word is they're going to be resting some players. So that's what's going on there, man, uh, in real football. But let's talk about championship week. This is it. So and just before we talk about what happened in the championship, I'd like to talk about the way this season started. Because at the beginning of this season, I was all in on Derrick Henry. If you go and listen to the early podcast, if you watch the earlier episodes on YouTube, uh, you will see uh, you will see that I was all in on Derrick Henry. From, I, I said he was a generational runner. Now, to take a pause from this, Matt Newcomb, you're in the championship and so scared for my lineup. Well, and that's why you should never, ever, ever be in a league 
whose championship is in week 17. Because if you've got the Bears defense, you've been riding that defense to a lot of points all season, and now they may be taking a break. This Listen, and listen, I screwed myself and my league, the one that I was doing at the, when I worked at the game show last year, um, because I had the league, and I went with standard settings at ESPN. This is why I'll never use ESPN again, because they it was a two-week playoff thing, and, and so and ending in week 17, and the, the, the gal with the best team, Vanessa Granick, whose team had been dumb, she had both Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, because she auto-drafted, and remember, the value was way down on Todd Gurley last season, and so... She so she had them both and they both sat in week 17 and she decimated the other guy in week 16. But then in week 17, he had most of his players still played and all of her players sat and he wound up beating her by like 20 points. It was so fucking stupid. I am so anti a week 17 championship. Um, and, and listen, if there's a silver lining to me losing the championship, it's that at least it was in week 16. And, and, and oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. It was one of those days. It was one of those days where I clearly had the better team. I clearly had the better team, but his team had the better day. He managed, he had C.J. Anderson as his handcuff for Gurley, so he put him in, and he managed to pick up Jamal Williams off the waiver wire. I don't know why no one else picked up Jamal Williams, but he was out there by the time he came to his pick, and he had waiver wire priority over me. But I, here's the thing, I believed in the team that I had, and I was like, I don't need anybody else. I'm not going to change this lineup. This is the lineup that got me there. But this lineup is the same lineup that had been, like, disappointing me all season long, losing games they should have won. And let me just run it through, through it for you. I, I had, uh, um, of course, uh, uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees is my quarterback, which he was so great in the beginning of the season. And let's be honest, Candace Nicholson joining the show. Hey, that's right. Football! Um, but then since the Cowboys beat the Saints in New Orleans, they've just been not the same. Like before that, they were running up scores. They were scoring at will, big passes all over the place. And then after that, they just, you know, Drew Brees never really fell fully back. I And I was thinking this would be the game versus Pittsburgh. And, of course, he managed to throw the ball down the field. And every time the receiver would get stopped at the one which we all know what that means. They were going to give it to Kamara. And so a lot of guys that wound up winning their league won it with Alvin Kamara finally having that type of big game. But going back to what I was saying, at the beginning of the season, I mean, I was all in a Derrick Henry, and he sucked. And and I kept pleading with him. I think episode four, you know, week four starts with a, a personal message. That's the name of the episode is a personal message to Derrick Henry because I believed in him, and he just wasn't getting it done. I don't know what was happening. And then he broke out in week 15. I didn't use him. Nobody had him. Somehow I managed to get him off the waiver wire. He helped me bust right through into the finals. And then in the finals... He disappointed me again, you fucking cocksucker. Oh, my God. I mean, because here's the thing. It wasn't him. It was the coaching. I don't know what they were calling. In the first drive, They went. he ran the ball five times, and they went marched right down the field and scored a touchdown. And then they decided they needed to run trick plays and all these crazy pass plays. And they're like, oh, let's do an end around. He ran the ball only five times in the first drive, six times over the next two quarters. I was losing my mind. I was absolutely losing my mind. 
And then finally at the end, they got him going again. If they would have, there were so many things that didn't break my way. All those passes, Breeze should have had four touchdowns. He ended up with one because they all kept fucking stopping and landing on the fucking one yard line. DeAndre Hopkins, good game, but I mean, for some reason, they just weren't slinging it to him as much as they, they, they should have been, and he got a touchdown, thankfully. Stephon Diggs gets a touchdown, but like two fucking receptions, and it was a high-scoring game, but it was one of those ones where like, I only have eyes for feeling, motherfucker. Jonathan Mesh, how are you, buddy? I saw you lost that third-place game. And yes, I lost the chance. So, okay, so I so I had Drew Brees, he had Matt Ryan, and of course, Matt Ryan went out there, I think it was against Cincinnati or somebody that just had absolutely no desire to, oh, Carolina. And they had the backup quarterback, and he, and that day, Matt Ryan, who's been really not great all season, decides to throw for, you know, 400 yards and three touchdowns. So then I had, okay, so my top receiver was DeAndre Hopkins. He had Devontae Parker. DeAndre Hopkins, 18 points. Devontae Parker, 21 points. Uh, then I had, um, uh, then I had Stephon Diggs, who had that eight point shit bed. And then he had, uh, oh, Robbie Anderson. Somehow he, you know, and of course Robbie Anderson had the best game of the year for some reason against the Packers, and that game wouldn't end. And he had Devontae Adams and Robbie Anderson and Jamal Williams, and they were all fucking running up points, and it goes to overtime. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is the worst possible thing. Everything was going right for him. Everything. Running back, Saquon Barkley. He had Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon put in eight, but Saquon only put in like, like 14, 13. Like he did not get where you needed him to get, where he, I, we needed him to go. Derrick Henry, 15 points. But again, didn't no one exploded, okay? So my Derrick Henry, he had C.J. Anderson. Now, how often do waiver wire guys come in and score 30 points? Does it happen a lot? Because he got two of them. Jamal Anderson and C.J. Anderson. So C.J. Anderson goes fucking nuts. And then in the flex, tight end, I have Evan Ingram, who'd been doing great. But, you know, he'd been running up pretty good points. But And he has Njoku, who's been really kind of shitty. And he's had a cut. And then, of course, he has his best game. He has his best game. Again, everybody had their best game on his side of the ball. All my guys, they did good. They did all right. I mean, they really did. Everybody scored in double digits. But it just, he just had, it was unbelievable. Okay, so I had Mike Evans, he had Jamal Williams. And I got to tell you this. When I saw you picked up Jamal Williams, I actually thought to myself, I fucked up. I fucked up. I should have tried to grab Jamal Williams. Maybe I wouldn't have got him, but I didn't even try. And and him getting those play, I was like, Jamal Williams is going to have a hell of a day. And fuck if he didn't. 25 fucking points. Even though, you know, uh, Evans had a good day. I think he had like 16, 17 points. Just wasn't enough. Kickers, I had Zerline, he has Prater. Prater has, again, his best day of the season, gives him like 14 points. Zerline, they haul him out there to kick a 57-yarder. And I'm like, Zerline, come on, buddy, you, you fucking Legatron, put this through. And he missed it so fucking bad. I was just like, there's my season right there. That's this. There it is. This it says everything. That's, you know, he hits that and I'm like, this is going to be my day. But he missed it. And I was just like, 
Also, I mean, now his he had the indie defense. They stunk. Gave him like four points. I had the Rams defense versus Arizona, who did good. Okay, they put in nineteen points, but I needed him to give me thirty. I needed a, 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 t- a pick six, you know, which is what I thought I was going to get out of them. But again, so he had three players explode on his side of the ball, and I had everyone just do projection, pretty much a, a little under in many cases, and so it just it, it just. Because <sighs> it cuts like a knife. <laughs> oh, that hurt. It, it was probably because this thing, like, I've only lost, I've been in four other championship games and I've only lost one. But that year, I was playing in championships in both my leagues. So winning the other one, my league of record, really was so much more important to me. I was fine getting second in the other league. This year, uh, you know, I got nuked. I nuked my way into the finals, and I got nuked out of the finals in my other league. Um, And I was fine with that, too, because, again, my league of record, the one which John Mesh is a part of, Scott Berman, uh, Dave Kerr. And that was the other thing. Dave Kerr, the guy that won, who I was playing, is a huge Redskins fan. And his team is the Hogs. And I'm the Midnight Cowboys. And it was Cowboys versus Redskins for the championship, and the motherfucker got me. Now, I did win my third place game. I did go on and win that. That would handle, I mean, that team. Because, again, Antonio Brown finally turned in an Antonio Brown-like performance. And that, you know, that saved my bacon on that side. That really put me, because Andrew Luck had a decent, but, again, not a great day. Um, You know, everybody else, I was putting, you know, Melvin Gordon finally played, but he didn't have that spectacular of a day either. So, I mean, so there were just a lot of things, but, but, and and that's what you need on championship day. Somebody's got to blow up for you. And for this guy, three guys blew up for him reaching 30 points. And for me, everyone was in the teens straight down the row with one exception. And then, and just teens, teens. (laughs) Hey, John Mash, remember that? Teens, teens, teens. So that's what I had, uh, was, was, uh. So I did. So Antonio Brown carried me to third place win in in my comedians league, and uh, and I ended up losing my championship match in what was an absolute heartbreaker. I mean, down the line, I had a better team on paper, higher projection, but I don't believe in the projections. I never want to win the projection match. Winning the projection match is fool's gold. I always want to be, somehow, the guy coming from behind is always going to be the guy that wins. I don't know why. So I never actually want to win the projection match. But this was the team I drafted. I will say this. With the exception of Legatron, the kicker, I literally played the exact starting lineup that I drafted. So that team, I mean, it's been up and down all season, but we went, I was like, we're going to war. This is the team I believed in from day, A1 from day one. Drew Brees, DeAndre Hopkins, Steph, Steph, uh, Stephon Diggs, Saquon Barkley, uh, my boy, Derrick Henry, who's going to be my keeper this year. I'm Oh, I'm keeping him. I think we're going to see it. Uh, the week that I wish he would have had last week, I know he's going to have this Sunday. 200 yards, three touchdowns. Guaranteed. Lock it up. So, But it means nothing. It means nothing now. But I'm going to keep it. He's my keeper. Because I believe we finally are beginning to see what this guy can really do, what Derrick Henry's all about. Oh, man. But it was a heartbreaker of a fucking game. A heartbreaker of a game. Uh, and that was the thing. The, I was against Robbie Anderson in both of my matches. And in my third place match, luckily I had uh, Antonio Brown blow up for me. And if they would just keep kept feeding the ball, 
to uh, Derrick Henry. I don't know why they, I was like, dude, what are you doing? It worked. Just keep giving him the fucking ball. Nothing. It just was not, it just was not my day. It was his day. And that's the way it goes. So I'm three and two in championship games. Um, but I will, I'm going to get to both championships next season and I'm going to win them both. Next season is the season. I win them both. Scott Berman, I was just going over the pain, the pain of losing the championship match. <laughs> I, I mean, top to bottom on paper, I should have won that game, but. Better team doesn't always win. He he had a, his team had the better day. They just had a better day. Everything broke that motherfucker's way. Guys you pick up off the waiver wire are not supposed to come out and get 30 fucking points. They're supposed to come out and get nine points. Three waiver wire pickups that all hit fucking almost 30 points. I was like, I, I, and that, that's where I fucked up. That's where I fucked up because I didn't, I didn't battle him on the waiver. I thought figured everybody else would be picking up the waiver wire guys. I was like, I'm not changing this team, but now I know you still got to, I really went into coast mode. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. Exactly. Robbie Anderson, CJ Anderson and Jamal Williams all were huge for him. And they were all guys he picked up in the last two weeks. So I should have battled harder on the waiver wire. I was coasting because I was like, this is my team. I'm rolling with my team. This is my team. And, and so I was like, what do I? I don't want to grab anything. Yes, you got to block on the wire. And that's what I failed to do. And it cost me a championship. And I'll tell you this. It'll never fucking happen again. Now, also, keep in mind, I was traveling during all of this time. I went to Vegas for five days, then went to Miami for two days, two and a half days, and then went back to, and then was home for like a day. Uh, and where did I go after that? And then I had to go, and then I went to El Paso. So I was traveling back and forth this whole time, which is also why I wasn't able to, to, to get the audio version of this up. Uh, I, I appreciate that, John Johnson. John Johnson's like, I give you a hug right now. I know, brother. It was, it was fucking tough, man. Yes, that's right. You got third. You got a little cash. I, I here's the thing: is I think we need to raise the second and third place monies. It should be four hundred, two hundred, one hundred, and fuck all these other little payouts for little bitty shits. This, this four hundred, one hundred fifty. Fuck that. You didn't even get the full amount of your, uh, you know, the buy-in? Nah. It should be 400, 200, 100. That should be what it is. Um, so I want to bring that up with the commissioner going into next season. <laughs> I've already got my, my grievances. Hey, Scott, who are you keeping this season? Who's your keeper? Because for me, it's Derek fucking Henry, motherfucker. Derek Henry. You only got 40? Oh, see, that's for third place, you should get $100 for third place. That's ridiculous for you to only get $40. It's ridiculous that first place, only, first of all, we got to raise the money. Next year, um, probably Connor. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good keeper. I'm, ke- I'm keeping Derrick Henry, baby. I think next season we're going to see what we see this Sunday, which I think is going to be Henry, Henry, Henry. I think we're going to see that next year. Those seeds of Henry is coming. I'm all in on Derrick Henry going into 2019. <laughs> But yeah, this money, first of all, we should go up in the money to $100. We've been doing this long enough. Let's get $100. Let's go up to 100 And we got to raise those payouts because it's like 40 for third. That's a, that, no, you deserve better than that. We work too hard at this. We give so much <laughs> to something that's not at all real. Okay. 
Hold on one second. This says, uh, are you blaming your team's performance on their coach? You traveling sounds perfectly reasonable. Let me see what this is. Well, yeah, I mean, I am. Yes, I failed my team. I failed to block him from getting all these players on the waiver wire. Uh, you know, and so I underestimated the situation. Um, and I just, I, I coasted. I was more concerned with trying to rebuild my other, uh, th- my other team that was playing for third place and picking up, like, picking up Jamal Williams and Kellen Balazs and those guys. Um, so, uh, so it was one of those things. Uh, so I do blame my, I mean, I blame myself. I didn't play, I didn't play defense on the waiver wire. I coasted in on the team that I had and, and, and I paid the price. It cost me a championship. Uh, will you keep him while he sucks at the beginning of the year? No. Uh, cause he won't suck at the beginning of next year. Yes. And yes, you should at least get your buy-in. Third place should be at least your buy-in. So stupid. Henry finally is a big, strong motherfucker that could run people over. I don't think it took him to realize it. I think, and someone was mentioning this to me. Someone else said it was because the uh, Titans paid all that money to the little guy uh, in the offseason that they were like, we got to play him. We paid him all that fucking money, Deion Lewis. And so they kept playing him over Henry. And then finally, you know, I think Vrabel finally was like, what the fuck are we doing? Run Henry all the time. And and even then, I, they still don't always believe in what they got until they really need him people that don't think that's true don't understand fantasy football right they really they don't get it well i mean and scott berman is asking me so your team was good who would you have dropped well i mean i had Lashawn mccoy i had tyler boyd i had all these people sitting there on my bench that i would have dropped that i don't think would have helped him so i think i absolutely could have let some players go uh that that would have allowed me to get at least jamal williams you know if not maybe cj anderson and really put the block on that situation and that was like for me to lose with him not even having access to Gurley, and then his backup coming in and getting 30 points was just fucking insulting i i really was like i was like uh i i I knew it i felt it all day all day i was like this may seem like i should win on paper but i don't these i knew these guys were going to come out and fight for basically a job they were basically auditioning to stay in the league and that's what i was afraid of i actually would have been happier with Gurley because they may have taken him out if he'd gimped around a little bit i felt the second they took Gurley out i was like this doesn't seal anything if anything this makes my situation hurt yeah, it was so hard to watch C.J. Anderson do what he did. I, I mean, I was like, come on, fucking Cardinals, play defense. You're supposed to at least be pretty decent against the run. This guy's the fucking backup. Oh, my God. Guys, it was a rough one, but what a great season. You know, but Derrick Henry finally came back around, and I was hoping he'd be the guy to win me a championship. On Saturday night, I was hoping he would go off, get me 40 fucking points, 30 points, and I would be riding high into Sunday. When he got 15 points, I was like, I mean, it was better than projection, but I was like, that isn't how you win championships. I need somebody to explode, and nobody delivered for me. Not DeAndre Hopkins, not Stephon Diggs, not Mike Evans, not even Drew Brees. Not even really. Actually... The Rams' defense actually came in under projection. They put in like 19 points, but they were projected at like 21. I did love the FOB waiver wire. Uh, I, I, I think it's definitely the best way to go. Uh, for those of you guys doing fantasy football and your waiver wire is set in the reverse order of the 
uh, of the standings. I think you want to look into this FAAB uh, free agent allocation bucks or something like that. I, I don't remember what it meant, but essentially you have to bid on getting certain players and you only have $200 for the whole season. And so it's so funny because some guys go way over the limit. In fact, one guy thought it was 200 a week at the beginning of the season. So he put 200 bucks on a running back in week one. But essentially what this does is this means that you don't get punished for having a good draft. You still have an opportunity to pick up players you need uh, as you go along and you can use that those waiver wire bucks to your advantage. Um, I, I sold out pretty early, uh, like around week 10. But at that point, I felt like I'd gotten all the good guys that were going to be available for the remainder of the season. I was wrong. Uh, but even that being said, I was still able to get Derrick Henry with no fucking money. So, but I do think it's a, it's, it's a very positive thing that I think most leagues would do. And I think I'm going to do that with my comedians league next week, next year. Only change you want to do is to see that everyone bids after the wire hits. Oh, to see what they bid. Uh, I don't even know if the, oh yeah, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, let's give out some awards really quickly because, I mean, obviously, the surprise of the year, uh, Mahomes. Tyreek Hill, yes. Uh, that's right, Joey Eberline. Tyreek Hill sucked dick the game after Kareem Hunt got caught and cost me a playoff spot. Uh, I, I, you're right. I mean, Tyre- if there is an award to be given for the most, uh, um, uh, what, what, not violent, you know, most fluctuating player, uh, untrustworthy, like was Tyreek Hill. Cause he either gave you 30 plus points or he gave you nine point six points, five points. Um, and Scott Berman, I would not let Mahomes get out the door. He's going to be one of those early round pick guys. Uh, I would t- I would absolutely keep Patrick Mahomes, especially when you draft him like 13th, you, you know, 14th. Like he's going to cost you almost nothing, you know, versus Connor, which is, I think, a waiver wire pickup, wasn't it? So he's going to cost you a fourth rounder. Although, I mean, Connor's been pretty spectacular, but you got to see what happens over the, you know, they may try and replace him over the course of the summer. We don't know what's going to happen over the course of the free agency. And so, uh, you know, I, I think Mahomes, that dude, they use your money, man. I wouldn't let, I wouldn't let Mahomes out the door. Personally, I wouldn't let him out the door. Um, so I think that's a pretty good call. But yes, Tyreek Hill, if there was an inconsistency award, uh, it definitely goes to Tyreek Hill. Because you couldn't, I, I wanted to trade him. No one would take the trade, you know, and then he would get hot. And I'm like, I'm not getting rid of him. He just gave me 40 points. And then he'd fucking hit six points again. So he was, and Stephon Diggs was also highly inconsistent. He would have huge games. He'd have nothing games. It was, it was, he was a tough guy to have there. And what, obviously what we always want, what we're always looking for is consistency. One guy that even when he disappointed, he didn't disappoint, Saquon Barkley. I mean, that guy was fantastic all season long. He had one or two not so great games, but I just, he was really, he's a guy, he's going to be in your top three, four picks next season. I wish I could keep that kid. I picked him up fourth in in our league, you know, of the first round. So... Uh, yeah, I, and I wanted Tyreek Hill to be like Michael Thomas too, but he just couldn't get there. But Saquon Barkley, man, what a consistent, beautiful player. And imagine, and listen, you know, I, I don't think replacing Eli is actually going to make him any better. It might make him worse because Eli actually had a very good season for Eli and was getting the ball to Saquon Barkley. Um, 
Yeah, Saquon Barkley and the Bears defense were very consistent this season. Uh, they would definitely receive consistency awards. Um, you know, th- they delivered week in and week out, you know, and there weren't a lot of guys that did that. You know, I mean, Connor was one of those guys until he got injured. So, you know, it, what a season. What a season. Up and down crazy. Todd Gurley, obviously, was was pretty consistent. He was a Mr. Consistency. He had another great season. Yes, I know. Uh, Eli Manning will start again next season. They're obviously going to try and get somebody to be his backup and then for the kind of sit behind him and learn the system because uh, I think they are going to keep Shermer, the, the coach. Uh, I think, And I don't think he did a bad job. I don't think it was on him the way it did with the previous coach, that idiot with the slick tear. I hated that guy. Giants need to shore up the right side of the line. Yeah, I, I listen. The kid is the kids. The Saquon Barkley, uh, much like Derrick Henry, is a a generational runner. He's going to be in this league. He's going to be a, a big time player in both fantasy and in reality for quite some time for a number of years. I mean, I we I think we've just barely begun to see scratch the surface of what he's capable of. So there, there's going to be a lot of great players. Uh, and, and listen, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, listen, you know, I would take him number one overall no matter where he goes next year simply because he'll, he will have been rested for a whole fucking season. His body's going to be in incredible fucking shape. Uh, and that's what happens when these guys get a year to rest. They come back with a vengeance. And I think Le'Veon Bell is going to be the guy next year. Yeah, thank you. Scott Berman says you gave it a great fight. Great season in the league for everyone. I, I Listen, I know. I did. I fought back from almost being completely knocked out and, 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 and fighting my way into the playoffs and fighting my way into the championship. My team finally came back. And, yes, I would go Le'Veon Bell over Saquon Barkley going into next season uh, because I think, I think yeah, yeah. I mean, but I don't think you can lose either way. You get either one of those guys, which, by the way, I'll be picking uh, uh, what ninth out of ten in our league, which means that I will be uh, not having a shot at either of those guys. I'm probably looking at hopefully a Melvin Gordon. That's what I'm hoping to get on the back end of that to go with my man Derrick Henry. Elliot, yeah, even over Elliot, even over uh, Zeke Elliot. I think Bell, because of the rest, because of the vengeance, I think you go with him number one overall next season. Maybe even over over Gurley. Gurley might still be number one. And then Bell. Uh, yeah, exactly. Bell will have the, this is Joey Eberline. Bell will have the ultimate chip on his shoulder. Betty goes to the Colts. Listen, he goes to the Colts and you bet on the Colts to win the fucking title. And that defense has come alive. That defense has come alive. If Bell goes to whoever Bell goes to, if they've got a quarterback like in Kansas City or in Indianapolis, put money on them to win the Super Bowl because that would be pretty fucking amazing. So. What a week! What a season, guys! What a season! I hope you guys won your championships. I, I, ugh, I hate second place. I'd almost rather be last. Not true. I would. I love being in the championship game. And let me tell you something. I couldn't sleep. I was like a kid on Christmas. I literally woke up at six in the morning, like championship Sunday. Yeah, like I was so excited. But then I, I, you know. Then I saw that he had C.J. Anderson when the news came down about Gurley, and I was like, "Yeah, boy. So, yes, and I look forward to the playoffs league. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and also, you know, again, I came this fucking close for winning the Pick'em League. I, I think I came in second this week, second or third. Um, 
because stupidly I picked, I don't know why I picked Carolina. I thought, I think I picked Carolina over Atlanta before I knew that Cam was out. I didn't go back and change it. Uh, Joey Eberline, he's in third in his Pick'em League out of 38. That's great. I'm at like, I'm at like 31 out of 67. So I'm right in the middle of the pack. Um, and you were in 23rd on the, wow, you really battled your way in there. Well, guys, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I think uh, this season, listen, it hurt, man. But that's that's the harsh reality. Fantasy football, harsh reality. And so funny, when you win, you're just, like, satisfied. You're not like, you know, a kid who just got laid for the first time. And you're not, you know, you're just like, I did it. Feels good. You know? But when you lose, oh, boy. Now. Judd, talking about regular football, Joey Everlight says, I think your Cowboys win over my Vagiants on Sunday. That may not be true because there's a lot of talk about the Cowboys resting most of their, their starting lineup. If not for the whole game, at least for a part of it. Um, Cass, Cass wants in our playoffs league. Hey, Scott Berman, you should, me- you should message Cass Hanachick, and she wants in the playoffs league. So, uh, it, 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 you know, it's a lot of fun. It's one of those uh, survivor leagues, uh, survivor type things. It's a lot of fun. you got to play guys and then, like, you know, from teams that you're going to do well. But then if they, that team loses, those guys are gone. So, and then you have to, so it's, it's a lot of fun. Forward her the email. Cass, be sure and message me your email address, and I will forward you the e- the invite email when I receive it. Uh, so that's it, guys. What a season. I mean, God, battled my ass off in both leagues. Melvin Gordon not being there for me in my semifinal cost. That, that cost me. I needed that, uh, and he wasn't there, even though Justin Jackson did very good. I, I think, uh, you know, if I would have had my boy Melvin, it would have been a different story. You got it. All right. Listen, guys, what a season. Fantasy football. Harsh reality. 2018 in the books. Again, if you have a championship match this final week 17, get out of that league or force them to switch it. No team, no league should have their finals on week 17 when so many guys, big names rest. You guys take care. I love you. Go Cowboys.